Hey guys, welcome back to the Under One Roof podcast, where we are talking about building faithful and fruitful families for God's kingdom. My name is Andre, and I'm one of the pastors at Living Word Bible Church in Ferndale, Washington. And I'm here with my wife, Leah, and we are back to talk about more family stuff. Some uh, juicy topics today, <laughs> or fiery topics. I, I guess. guess in light of Valentine's Day, that was last week. It's always like a time to be reflective of marriage and relationship and romance. And we had a really, really encouraging um, church family night, which happens maybe once every two to three months, where, you know, all married couples gather and there's usually some topic presented and and then discussion. And I just, I always love those marriage nights because there's just so much to talk about, so much to be encouraged by, you know, all these families coming together and you can see that there is this culture of fighting for good marriages, being just pursuing one another. And it's just, I don't know, it's always very encouraging for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing other people, like, I think what I love about those evenings, what I think everyone finds so encouraging is not only is there some helpful teaching, but there's also really good stuff being shared from couples in the church. And it's just cool to see like a community of people devoted to marriage, Yeah, you know, and it's not like, you know, dumpster fires everywhere you right. know pe- there's a lot of like wisdom in the room and, and people are honest like no there's no perfect marriages like everyone can be honest that it's hard work you know we all we all get into conflict we all have to resolve we all have to listen and work on our marriages and um that's just real life i think people assume good marriage is it should be easy it shouldn't take the, right. a lot of work it shouldn't be so hard but yeah. it's just the opposite of the truth like it's gonna take a lot of work yeah yeah everybody who has a good marriage has a good marriage because they work really hard to pour into it yeah. i know that's the case for us i can brag all day about how amazing our marriage is but man is it ideal no way do i struggle a lot yes do i have to apologize and do i have to come to god and ask for grace and strength all the time you know yeah the question is what you're pouring into what you're investing into you know i love how your brother was saying that you're always going to pay the price you're either going to pay the price of uh what did he say it was like pay the price of Of success or the price of failure or something like that yeah that's 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 good that's probably like a cliche phrase but i haven't really heard it before you're going to pay the price you're going to pay the price if you're you know going going cheap on your marriage and it's going to it's going to suck. Uh, it's going to come years and years of building tensions. Yeah. Or you're going to pay the price of digging deep and working hard. And that's specifically, I think, one of the key things is conflict resolution. If your marriage has healthy patterns, healthy habits of conflict resolution, you're, you're kind of like locking yourself into a, a process of growth and deepening in your marriage. Yeah. If you th- don't, you're you're locking yourself into a process of compromise. Right. And I think sometimes, so I guess reflecting on things that have worked for us, things have, have that haven't worked for us, and, you know, from the beginning, there's just certain habits that maybe couples get into, certain personality differences. One is an introvert, one is an extrovert, one shuts down when they're upset, one wants to fire away and, and pour everything out. And so we kind of in the early years, we all kind of develop some kind of pattern 
and uh-huh. we do sometimes we we choose the path of least resistance because it's easier and because it works maybe you had a conflict or two very early on that was so bad that you don't want to repeat that conflict because it uh-huh. was painful uh-huh. you both ended up hurt you you resolved it you apologized but you're like that was that was a no-no we're not going to do that ever again so when things come up that do need resolving we're either gonna avoid it we're so afraid of that pain and it so could be we, subconscious too right like you you could be not totally conscious, but right. you still be doing that, avoiding that tension. Right, because you didn't like it. And mm-hmm. I think that sometimes that, I mean, it's human nature to do that. I think that's unhealthy because I don't know if it's personality. I don't know if it's just the way we're all made so differently. But I guess early on in our marriage, I was always kind of like, let's let's fight it out. And I use the word fight not meaning like actual yelling or anything dramatic i what i mean is let's do the hard work of resolving resolving the conflict conflict. and i'm not just saying do the hard work of apologizing i'm saying do the hard work of sitting for some sometimes several hours and communicating through the hurt emotions and explaining and re-explaining and trying to hear and um allowing it to hurt yeah. You know, allowing it to be difficult because end of the day, for me, I was always wanting to do that because for me, it's like, this is our marriage. If mm-hmm. we don't deal with this stuff now, it's an investment. It's kind of like if you don't maintain, if you don't get that root out, the weeds will take over. And if I'm in this for the rest of my life, why would I just allow this little garden patch of weeds to keep growing Yeah, and just kind of shovel it away? And I think sometimes what happens in marriages is people create habits that avoid this topic and avoid this topic because my spouse gets super defensive they get really emotional they get really upset it's really hard to deal with it it affects our entire week therefore it's not worth it right so i won't go there and i'll avoid it and i'll find other ways i'll either just suppress my anger i'll learn to deal with it on my own i won't tell them about it or you go confide in somebody else a friend or you, there's just other ways instead of like, this is between me and my spouse. And if we don't figure this out till the very end, this will come back in worse ways. Mm-hmm. That's why I think conflict resolution, we talk a lot about, sorry, I'm kind of on a tangent, but we talk a lot good. about, you speak your truth. <laughs> we, we talk a lot about, you know, communication and the basics. And they're so essential. Like for in this marriage, marriage night we had with the church, it was like, you know, um, deal with your conflicts right away keep short accounts it was just such powerful truths like identify what idol you're harboring you know confess repent go through that process but in between the cracks of that process you can do that process but also still miss so much because you don't want to do the painful work of excavating excavating and sometimes you need to excavate your your spouse's heart like you were actually telling me the other day like Sometimes I need you to pull it out of me and sometimes I'm going to be resistant. But as my wife, I need you to like ask good questions, learn, learn me as a person and not nagging, not like find the right time, but like really pull things out of me and notice my habits, notice when I get upset. Um, And then you as the spouse who gets offended, you also have to do the job of explaining why something is so offensive, explaining why you were hurt by something. Um, I guess I think people go through the motions because they know it's right and they're they do it to honor god and Mm -hmm. have good marriages but it's actually a lot more than just say you're sorry 
say, forgive me for my pride. Forgive me for my impatience. Uh There's a lot more under there that we don't want to explore. Why do I have this attitude that keeps happening? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we're often conflict is like a very unpleasant thing that we know, you know, we're Christians and we know we need to say we're sorry and resolve and hug and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And it's this very unpleasant thing that's got to be endured. But we don't think big picture about conflict. We don't think what is behind these conflicts. Mm-hmm. How, like, I've, how, how much of an iceberg have I nicked in my, in my spouse? Mm-hmm. How much more is there under the surface about this topic in her or him that I don't even understand yet? Mm-hmm. Because that's what conflict is. Conflict is a clash of ideas, desires, expectations, unmet expectations. And a lot of times we respond, you know, in our sinful, selfish ways because we hold our desires as in an idolatrous and unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they may be good things that we respond incorrectly with. You know, Mm -hmm. if I am so tired, I look forward to having a relaxing time in the evening and my vision of relaxing time is different from yours. Mm-hmm. And then we get clashed, you know, and I get upset. And deep down, I start to feel like you don't really care about my well-being. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this conflict keeps escalating even worse every time it happens. It repeats. And what's really happening in my heart is a deeper resentment and a feeling like my wife doesn't really care about my well-being. Yeah. Right? So we could go through all the motions but that deeper hurt and pain still glows right down deep down and it hasn't been touched. Yeah. So the question is when you are thinking about conflict in your marriage are you what is your goal? What do you want out of conflict? Do you want conflict to simply end? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to truly know your spouse on the other end of that conflict? Do you want to Do you want to view the conflict as an opportunity to discover things about your spouse that you don't really understand? Yeah. Do you want, you know, at the end of the day, I think we were kind of talking about this. At the end of the day, do you want an honest marriage or not? An honest marriage means you truly know each other and you truly aren't afraid to be open, you know, naked and unafraid. Yeah. Truly known, truly completely in your, in your true self. And, and what that's going to mean is that's going to mean a lot of very uncomfortable conversations, patience, asking questions. It's going to mean you looking beyond the tension of this moment and realizing, why am I in this? I want to know my spouse. I'm going to like humble my selfish desires. I'm going to humble my anger, my anger, my emotions right now. This is just a flare up of my mm-hmm. emotions, but I need to push past my emotions and realize, man, on the other end of this, I want to know my wife. I want to know deep down. I want her to feel really known. And if you don't go... If, if you have these unhealthy habits of avoiding or just, you know, band-aid yeah. over it, then you're going to have these feelings of being unknown and being misunderstood, harbored deep down. Right. I think we we need to, there's wisdom in asking for forgiveness. You know, whatever the conflict is, the emotions are high. That's the first part. Like, whatever you need to do, if you need space to calm down, if you need time to go pray, calm down, go repent ask your wife for forgiveness, ask your husband for forgiveness, like take that time. And sometimes it's like, hey, like we're going to come back to this. But I think what tends to happen is that that resolution happens with the I'm sorry. 
and your emotions die down, but you don't come back to it. And I think we think, well, it's just sin. It's it was a flare up of my pride. Mm-hmm. That's why I got upset. That's so. That's such a general. Like we have sin tendencies. We have sinful habits that have root causes, mm-hmm. and our spouse can trigger those and touch those and we just keep apologizing for the pride and it's good to do that and you must do that but also like be curious like why and sometimes like in our marriage there's been a lot of this weird dynamic where it was like you were super unintentionally doing something that was offensive to me and you were like that was completely unintentional right and we talked a lot about like getting offended by stuff your spouse does completely not knowing and completely not you know but end of the day like our spouse doesn't usually intentionally hurt us most of the time these little habits these little things that cause conflict are things that we didn't know we didn't mean and and then it's like okay why does it tend to offend me when he's completely not meaning to okay why is what is what is it in my past in my heart that that is that causes this and then explaining that and the other spouse who was unintentionally doing the hurting be curious about that and be like okay i see that and maybe one spouse needs to become less sensitive and needs to work through that and prayerfully consider that and the other spouse needs to learn okay that actually matters a lot to my wife or that actually matters a lot to my husband when i speak in a certain tone of voice or i tend to rush him through something that he doesn't want to be rushed through or whatever it may be that work takes sometimes it takes hours and i know like we all have little kids and we especially early years in marriage before the kids like there were times we'd have to stay up and like work on things we would get upset about and figure it all out and be like why did that happen how come i got so upset just this curiosity about yourself and why you got upset at me and and it just takes time and i guess sometimes for people it feels like oh such a waste of time like why do we get so upset it was such a dumb reason to get upset we should just say sorry and move on. But it's like, it wasn't just a little thing. It usually isn't the thing that you're, you get upset over that is the issue for the conflict. It's a lot of, it's a lot more of the reaction to the thing and then your reaction to my offense and it, it, it cascades. And to me, when it was earlier in our marriage, it was like very, I never felt like it was a waste of time to sit for hours and work it out because I knew this is us investing into our relationship that will for years if we work it out right now, you'll understand something about me that I probably won't have to re-explain in 10 years because now you see the side of me and I understand myself a little better and now we can help each other here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, of course, I think there are dumb little conflicts where we can totally be like, honey, that was rude, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, and just move on. Like, yeah. I think there's sometimes a lot of Sometimes it's those. not that deep, exactly. Yeah, not, not, not every things. conflict is deep. Right. But I think when you approach conflict resolution in your marriage in general, and you have tensions and disagreements you have to you there's no way around it it's it's an opportunity either to know each other deeper or to kind of basically communicate to each other that it's not important enough right. for me to know you through this and that means both sides learning to ask good questions and listen and and that requires self-awareness i think like we like we were talking about why is it so hard for men like i don't know not all men maybe but like i think generally for guys it's hard to like share why we got offended about mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. maybe because it feels like you're it's being vulnerable yeah like you're complaining or something yeah but but you have to explain because she can't read your mind 
Right. She doesn't know exactly. Like, and, and there's this assumption, well, obviously she should have known that that was going to be hurtful if she said that or whatever, but mm -hmm. it's not obvious. We can't be mind readers, mm -hmm. and we need to learn to explain and take the time. But for that to happen, you have to get over your insecurity. You have to you have to have patience. You have to be able to sit and not just to get inflamed. Because sometimes what happens is we're like, okay, we're going to talk about this, and you start talking, and then you get all agitated and inflamed, again. and you yeah. get all clammed up, and you oh whatever, screw this, never mind, yeah. and you leave. Mm -hmm. So for 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 genuine conversation to persevere, you have to be aware of your tendencies, aware of our sinful, selfish desires that flare up, you know, and you have to, I think, like. At the end of the day, you you have to be dependent on the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart and your just genuine identity in Christ. Like, if I feel criticized by my wife, does that make me feel very upset and unwhole? Mm -hmm. Or can I still stand on my two feet as a man and know that I am whole in Christ and my identity is in Him mm -hmm. and my identity as a leader in this home and in this relationship is in Christ? And therefore, I can work through my frustration and insecurity mm -hmm. and will lead my wife through this conflict you know you got to swallow your pride and still lead you yeah know? and get your identity in christ so that you're not insecure in who you are i think a lot of times it's insecurity because we're defending this insecurity we have rather than like jesus has saved me i'm his child i'm perfectly loved i am perfectly accepted i don't have to prove myself and now i'm in this marriage where I am perfectly loved and accepted by Christ. And now I'm in a marriage where I am committed to another sinner just like me. And we have to work this out, but based on the fact that we're both perfectly loved by Christ. We don't have to prove yeah, but ourselves. That really changes also how you see each other, I think. Yeah. I struggled a lot, I think. I still probably struggle with it. Um, probably a little bit less, hopefully. Like when I'm hearing feedback on something that I did wrong mm -hmm. and I didn't really understand. And... Um, that feeling like kind of you're like you're against me and you're attacking me yeah and you may not even be you may be saying it in a very gracious attitude and not even be angry but i mm -hmm. perceive you through a different you, you, when you you look through the lens of sin and selfishness at yeah. your spouse you will see all matter of evil mm -hmm. in them right you you see them as an opponent mm -hmm. who's taking you down mm -hmm. but if you're looking at your spouse through the lens of the gospel and christ you are less insecure and therefore you're also, you know, love hopes all things, believes all things through the lens of love and God's love to us. You're able to see your spouse as your, as your spouse, as your ally, mm -hmm. as a person who is at the end of the day, yours, unless you're in a, such a terrible marriage that your marriage is truly spiraling out of control. Yeah. The vast majority of husbands and wives are not trying to destroy their spouse. Mm -hmm. They're not, that's not their mission. Yeah. They're not out to destroy them. At the end of the day, we all want a better spouse, a healthier spouse, mm -hmm. a better version of each other. Yeah. And if you can learn to believe that deep down and hold on to that in the middle of conflict, you can learn to push back on your insecurity and your feelings and learn to listen and learn to push through some of those conversations and and see like what a result happens on the other end you know yeah but that's i think what happens is a lot of those conversations get cut short they because of our impatient short. and our in insecurity and our emotions and we clam up and we get mad and we walk away i think we throw our hands up when we try to resolve so we sit down say we're, we've apologized now we're sitting down to really resolve like what happened there what let's let's hear each other out 
as we're resolving, we both get upset again. Right. Therefore, we conclude this isn't worth it. Let's just not go there. No, no, no. No, we need to both calm down again, apologize again, and keep working on it. This might span for some weeks. Like, you must repent of the sin of anger at your spouse, of unforgiveness at your spouse. Deal with the sin before God, before your spouse, but you must come back to it whenever it is. You can't just leave something you think you resolved it because you apologized, but resolution takes actual understanding where you have mutual understanding and mutual, um, where you've heard each other out. And that might take a long time. Don't give up once or twice when you've both come back to it and you just get mad every time. That's part of it. I think for us, that's happened many times where it's like, we had a conflict about something. We had to calm down, had to repent, had to ask for forgiveness. We've forgiven each other. Now we're working it out. We get upset again. Because working things out is sticky and messy and painful. But it's worth that pain and mess because we want to understand each other because we love each other because this is for life and if we don't go there this is gonna only come back to haunt us later and cause more conflict so why would we not do the work now yeah it's just it's not only it's not only the right thing it's just pragmatic like you're it makes more sense you're not it's not a waste of time or emotions it's it's an investment i think that a lot of couples probably reach a compromise inside like I've I've had these kind of moments and mm-hmm. and I've had to like repent and realize that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like we've been at it for so long and I still don't feel understood. Yeah. And I'm just like whatever. I'm quitting. I'm yeah. just gonna say everything's okay and we're gonna move on. Right. And that is a form of dishonesty. Yep. For you to carry that around and be like, eh, I'm I. You still have that against her mm-hmm. walking away from that conflict. You faked a resolution. Mm-hmm. Because you don't feel heard and understood. And I think that we have to, and, and again, our spouse can't read our minds. But like on a, on a cool head, like on a, a, in a moment when there is no conflict, you have to find space and be like, babe, I really feel like there's something that you're not hearing. You're, you're not hearing. Yeah, that's something I, we say I a lot in our conflicts. I need you to hear me on this. Yeah. And I'm only doing this because I'm trying to be honest with you. Right. And then I've had to come back and explain stuff, you know. Yeah. And, um, and vice versa, you've had to do the same thing where I don't hear you out and I'm not good at hearing you out or I get defensive. At the end of the day, I think that healthy resolution is going to mean both of you feel heard and love loved mm-hmm. and, and affirmed yeah you know to hear each other out to see each other in the truly like what has what is it about this that really bugged me mm-hmm. and i feel like you truly understand me like now. yes it's sin That's, of course we're sinners but don't assume you understand sin is so complicated and so deep in our hearts we can't just be like well that's just sin I've well the conflict it. was simplistic. sinful but the thing that hurt doesn't necessarily have to be sinful right yeah. so like if i f- have this feeling like my wife doesn't really like back to the example mm-hmm. i have that feeling that she doesn't really care for my well-being mm-hmm. that's not a sinful thing it's just yeah. how i feel in my marriage yeah now my response can be sinful i get angry mm-hmm. defensive start conflicts blah Demanding, blah blah right yeah. but the thing at the the, the seed is a desire or a feeling that you use in a sinful way, mm-hmm. but the thing itself is not sinful. Right. 
or the desire for rest or the desire for being loved or affirmed more or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're understanding core attributes about your spouse that you've been missing for a while, mm-hmm. evidently. And mm-hmm. the more misunderstood a person feels, the more intense the conflict will be. Mm-hmm. If you have conflicts that repeat over and over and they're getting more and more intense, it's likely that there is something on both sides that the other isn't understanding and the and peop, you're feeling misunderstood. Yeah. You know? At the end of the day, we all want to understand each other. At the end of the day, we all, we all want to feel understood. But it's funny how the process of getting there can be so yeah. thorny and so full of slippery slopes and and but you get back up on the track and you keep plotting yeah, little I by think little sometimes in a marriage there's a disbalance so it's a good it's a good uh test i guess are you the spouse that tends to get more offended and cause the more more conflict not maybe cause the conflict but you're the one bringing it up and it's causing disagreement and issues or are you the spouse who ends up just the forgiver yeah. Like maybe you're the husband and you're just more stable emotionally, more emotionally re- regulated. You have self-control and you can handle yourself better. And you're <laughs> the wife who's hormonal and, you know, overwhelmed constantly. And, um, you know, are you the spouse that just lets it all out and then your husband forgives you? And there's a cycle of you apologize, he forgives you. But he never really tells you all these times that you've been doing this. It's actually affecting him. Yeah. Because as a man, maybe you're just like, well, I just need to get over it. Like, I, I forgive her. I love her. I know she's has issues. But like, you still, it's still your job to be vulnerable enough to be like, hey, it really hurts when you do that. It actually, every single time you do it, it keeps happening. It's like, it's difficult for me. Yeah. I forgive you and I love you. But you, it's still your job. I think maybe sometimes husbands are like, well, I don't want to be this big crybaby over it and like yeah. tell her that it, it oh, sucks that when you do yeah, that. But you have to tell you have to speak and that this is the other piece to this good conflict resolution requires healthy self-investigation mm-hmm. and awareness because you can't just bury stuff like oh i'm just a man i'm just gonna forgive her and it's all good you but might over time but you're see, gonna be like one thinks it's burying you're a lot you're, of you're men are like well, it, and no, it's gonna keep I'm growing forgiving. back up i'm forgiving i'm like i have nothing like i can forgive that offense like i'm not actually that's fine you might not even have bitterness you might not even have hurt it's still your job. You are in a partnership with this woman or whatever. If it's flipped, if you're, you know, it, you're in a partnership, it's still your job to be like, hey, like, I'm not hurt or bitter about this, but this tendency you have to not care for my well-being and only care about your own sleep and your own rest and never, ever asking me, that's actually unloving and it's not going to help our marriage. Not because I'm mad. I think that's the yeah. thing. I think some people are like, well, if I can let it go, I don't need to tell her because I can let it go. Yeah, but like you also, still have to tell her. you can tell her because a lot of times it's not what she's intentionally meaning to do. So it's like a wife may love her husband and care for him a lot, but she's doing certain things that make him feel unloved. Right. And, Unintentionally. And, and, and that's That's fine. where you approach from the positive side. Honey, I know you love me and mm-hmm. you care for me so much. But when you do this, this is what it makes me feel. Right. Now, again, guys can like, oh, that... But like you're going to bury that. It's just going to keep coming back. You're going to have over time growing feelings of discontent in your marriage about your wife because you're forming these ideas about her. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing it to the surface about how you're being treated. We mm-hmm. all treat each other. Relationships are messy. We all treat yeah. each other incorrectly. And so yeah. you have to tell your spouse when they've done something that hurt you. 
Mm-hmm. And you do it, you find ways to do it in loving ways, that not ways that cut them down. You come from a, an angle that is assuming the best. Right. Honey, I know you love me and care for me, but I just need to be honest about something. When you do this, this is what it makes me feel. Over time, this is how it feels. And sometimes and I need in you to our hear marriage, me on this. And, and I'm some... not here to cut you down. I'm not here to criticize you. I'm telling you because I know you love yeah. me and I, I know you want to love me better. You know, so like you affirm and you come, but you have to communicate these things because they will pile up over time and become unbearable. I think sometimes in our marriage, we have had many moments where I I do something that is hurtful or I just, you know, I snap or I say something rude and I instantly feel the Holy Spirit's conviction and I, you know, I come back and ask for forgiveness and I truly am sorry and I hate that I hurt you and I, you know, I say, please forgive me and and I'm genuine and you see my genuineness and you're like, I forgive you. Thank you so much. So because I'm being genuine and because I recognize I hurt you, you will take my apology and be like, it's all good. But sometimes there's a certain level which I'm still not understanding. Yes, I hurt you. Yes, I'm saying it. Yeah. But there's still something that's even more than I even understand. Yeah. There should be more that I'm apologizing for that you're not telling me because you're like, well, she recognized that she's wrong. Right. What's more to be said? No, there is more to be said. And it's not wrong. It's not meaning you're bitter. It's just, te- it's helping me love you better. It's helping me avoid next time not to do that. You know, yeah. I think there's this dynamic that can easily, you can let things slip through the cracks because you're like, well, he, he'll apologize and he's apologizing. So I'm not going to bring up like, well, also, like, it hurt that you did this. Or sometimes your spouse is apologizing for one thing, but they actually did four things that hurt. Yeah. And they didn't even know those other things well, hurt. Well, and sometimes some things hurt more than others. Yeah. So you, some things, sometimes you could just say something mean and, oh, that's okay, honey. I love you. Yeah. But sometimes there's that one thing that your spouse says that's extra hurtful. Right. But they have no idea. Yeah. They don't know that this one comment is extremely hurtful mm-hmm. because maybe something in your family or something you've been treated before in the past. Yeah. Right? Like it, it's your job to be like, babe, like when you say that, that is extremely painful to me because of this and this. Or I don't know why. Maybe I don't even, sometimes you don't even know why, yeah. but it's really hurtful. Mm-hmm. You got to tell your spouse and they'd be like, wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I really will not say that. Yeah. Even when I'm angry, I will not say that. You right. know, like again, but that's hard work. That's vulnerability. That's coming out. That's that's doing the work of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think as guys even maybe, sometimes we're not su- super self-aware. We don't mm-hmm. take the time to think through stuff. Mm-hmm. We just want to slap a Band-Aid and move on. We're doers. But it's, again, it's like, it's only going to get worse. It's like you you got your front yard, you know, your front flower bed, and you just walk by and you pull a a couple of weeds. It's not that hard. But if you just like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Those weeds, they they just develop. And then you got just weeds everywhere. And you're like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I don't even know where to start. I'm so, I'm, you know, you feel so distant. And not only are you... Because I, like I'm saying, some people truly, they, they forget they're not, they're not, they don't hold grudges. They're truly like, oh, you're sorry. That's okay, honey. I love you. They move on with their life without, ex- without opening up yourself and analyzing why did that hurt and explaining that to your spouse, you're actually cutting them off from being a better person with over time. Yeah. You are preventing them from loving you better, respecting you better, understanding you better because you're too lazy to dig around in your heart and question and be curious about why you respond the way you respond why you get offended sometimes and to let her in on that 
and you are actually not developing her character or his care like you're yeah, not yeah. you're not allowing god to use you as a huge tool to make them a better person to make them right. a blessing to others not only to you to you to your family yeah. to their friends it you're cutting them off from that and i think that's like a huge aspect of all this like conflict resolution isn't only just for your marriage it also mm-hmm. helps want you be, be better, better. People. yeah because because whatever that thing that your spouse did to hurt you really bad is likely they do it to their friends right or know, they can do it to, to the kids family, to the kids and and maybe not but still it's good to be aware yeah and it, it helps so you're you're helping one another you're forming you're shaping one another and i think that's like such a blessing of marriage that that is a benefit and we just tend to just do the surface level stuff but there's yeah. so much work to be done and if you do the work it's just like you know if you if you treat your body right if you eat right and you work out and you feel so much better you have so much more energy it's just the same thing you know yeah. it's you invest yourself into your relationship and the results and the benefits and the fruit is so enjoyable and so glorious and your marriage can tr- truly thrive if you do the work yeah but if you don't do the work it's going to be mediocre and you're going to settle for things and you're going to be like well we're, we're happy but we don't really know each other we don't really understand each other and people can go a long time i think sweeping stuff under the rug but when the kids are out of the house it's like whoa mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to do yeah so might as well keep going yeah it's so funny start now. just talking about this right now it's half an hour talking about it it's like you realize that conflict resolution is one of those topics that has so many important threads right but like this is maybe this is a start right Right. like this is a good thread to start on like is your conflict resolution truly is is it just pulling the weed is it just pulling the leaves off the weed Mm -hmm. or is it trying to go for the root and pull the whole thing out you know are you are you going surface are you thinking about conflict in a bigger deeper way uh, as a means to go deeper into each other's hearts because at the end of the day on on your good day you both probably love each other you both want to know each other in a deeper way Mm -hmm. and you both want to affirm each other in Mm -hmm. a deeper way Mm -hmm. the challenge is learning to do that in the midst of conflict and reminding each other hey i'm not your enemy i'm here to affirm you let's work through this stuff yeah before we end do you have any real quick like uh questions or phrases that you think is helpful during conflict to get deeper to go into that um just be curious and to excavate. I like that word you you told yeah. me to do, and I think that's my such magic a good question one. is: Can you please tell me why you got upset? Yeah, that's a great way that you you enter into. Because once you've said, you say that after you've apologized, and after I've apologized, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'm not perfect. Yeah, I should be, but like this is the questions that are after the emotions have settled and yeah. after we've asked for forgiveness for whatever we've done. Yeah, we done. can forgive each other and then we dig deep to, yeah. to figure out what happened. And yeah. that's another piece. Like the the conflict resolution is not a passport to forgiveness. Right. I think because of Christ's love, we should extend forgiveness. We should say, honey, I'm sorry I hurt you. I said some hard things. Mm-hmm. I, I was wrong. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And then you can take the next step. Okay, can you please tell me why you got upset? Can you please tell me what about that was more hurtful or whatever? questions that just give give permission to your spouse to explain and i think another caveat here is it's really important for both sides because sometimes one side gets going talking and then the other side after everything is like okay like let's finish up instead of the uh, it is the job of the other spouse to say can you can you please tell me Yes. And do you feel like, and here's another question. Do you feel like I've understood you here? Yeah. Do you or feel what like am I, I missing? You? What do I, what am I not hearing? Do you feel hearing? like I'm hearing you? Yes. 
these are questions that you have to go in both directions、mm-hmm. so that both people get that passport or that that you know to, the green light to explain, right? To speak、mm-hmm. and. Not to get upset, not to be judged, but、mm-hmm. to be affirmed. Yeah, those are great, great questions to kind of tuck away if you. In the back pocket. Yeah, if you're gonna need need questions to go off of. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening.、Um, send this episode to a friend if you find it helpful. That helps the show grow.、Um, give us some feedback on whatever platform you're listening, and that helps others find the show better. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank、you